Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? All right, start us off. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 31 of the Swinging Flamingos. Why are you talking like that? I don't know. I I haven't done that in a long time, huh? I know. It's really weird. I thought I do it on my Snapchats, too. I have an issue, and I'll, I'll talk weird, and then I'll be like, what the fuck? Do you bang the microphone around on your Snapchat, too? I do. Fuck. But I stop it and restart it. <laughs> well, I wish I had that luxury of not editing your Snapchat. <laughs> Anyways. So so why is why are the first 10 sentences into a new podcast always the fucking hardest? It's like we're fucking virgins here. It's hard to start. We've never talked about it. Was your first time having sex? Was it as rough as some of the starts of our podcasts? No, but ever since then, it's been rough. It's like, do I make a move? Do I not? Make a move. When in doubt, pull it out. <laughs> Wait, that's my line, isn't it? <laughs> that's just wrong. When in doubt, whip it out. And if that don't work, you're just fucked. When in doubt, squeeze it out. <laughs> That's kind of gross. I don't know where you're going. No wonder why we're down to six followers now. People don't like us anymore. What can I say? It's because I don't have my shit together. Anyways. So I guess we can start off by saying Happy New Year. At this point, it's almost Happy Valentine's Day as long as it takes us to lay down some tracks. Well, we don't do this for a living, though. We do this for fun. Oh, yeah. It's loads of fun sometimes. <laughs> No, we do enjoy it. It's just sometimes it becomes work and sometimes we're so damn busy with our real lives plus our lifestyle lives that we're just like, yeah, fuck this. Kind of gets pushed to the back burner. I think we're less controlled by it now than we have in the past. Yep. I agree. You can probably tell that by the accuracy of how often we release. No, we we do it within... Two weeks of the yeah new month. Yep. We'd like to be the first of the month kind of people, but we usually finish out our months with travel, so that's usually not an accurate option well first of the month always has something major going on new year's something you know thanksgiving is at the end of the month so therefore halloween so we we have big stuff we've got going on so we can't record while we're partying oh my god i'd hate to see that so you're using the thanksgiving and (laughs) halloween excuse (laughs) maybe those were like four months ago well we did our christmas with our families at the end of the month and then we had new year's so we're in january which also means we are now in our third year of podcasting can you believe we made it that far we started <laughs> off as a dumbass idea still <laughs> moving forward as a dumbass idea and now we have six listeners <laughs> god bless their souls may that earn them a spot in heaven just for dealing with us <laughs> no hopefully you guys enjoy us please give us a review good or bad exactly we'll, we'll take whatever you give us <laughs> So as I mentioned, we're in the new year, so let's kind of jump into this. I've been wanting to ask you this question. Do you have any memorable experiences, either parties or sexual experiences or anything from 2021? I could go all day on parties because all of them are memorable. I love every party we go to, from the eye candy stuff to the OKC club stuff to the Colettes. I mean, I, I'm i usually not disappointed when we go out partying. I will say... I think for me, I like that we've been evolving our play style. We've been in this 
15 plus years and we're still evolving and we're still going good and strong. So that that's a plus. That's a win. You know, we have our non-girlfriend girlfriend, which I can't say we were looking for and I wouldn't have expected us to have and it's been going very well. And we have had a lot of good experiences with that. We're usually a one-and-done kind of couple, but she's been with us regularly since middle of July. Almost every other weekend. Like We're going up there. She's coming down here. It's not even a once a month. This is actually kind of a frequent kind of thing. I think it's a positive deal that we've evolved into trying something different. And it actually worked. Well, as you said, we've evolved. And that's one thing that I can say when you brought up about parties is that we've picked what we wanted to do. We kind of get in the habit of being obsessive about what we do and doing it every weekend, weekend, weekend out. We really selected what we wanted to attend this past year. Instead of hitting every party every weekend, we picked the ones we wanted to go to and skip the rest. Yeah, you've got to have a good balance. And I think that we've kind of have figured that out over the last year. I just can't go to the same place day in and day out and still find enjoyment in it. One thing I think we have done over the last year also, we've done some evaluations where when we came into the DFW area, we were trying to mold into what the or lifestyle group was here. And we were kind of being told how to be swingers here. And we were very unhappy to the point where we wanted to step away. And over the last year, We've reevaluated ourselves, who we run with, who we hang out with and party with. And I feel like we've grown since then. Being ourselves, doing our own thing, not letting people tell us who we should be. All right, piggybacking off that, is there anything different that we would like to do or you would like to do in the upcoming year? I can't think of anything off the top of my head at the moment. I think that I want to continue to grow and figure out where we are and where we want to I don't want to say settle, but where we want to end up being, because I feel like we're, and I'm going to throw this out there and this might throw you for a loop. I don't know that we're so much as swingers as we are more lifestyle and lifestyle kink. Threw you off on that one, didn't I? Yeah. So elaborate on that. I wasn't expecting that. Over the last several months, there's been a lot of stuff about actual what swingers are. And I feel like we might not fall underneath that definition as much anymore, especially since we've kind of taken on a third play partner, like a consistent one. You know, normally we're like, oh, we're couples looking for couples, which that is what we are, but we have a third person now. So I think that we've kind of evolved. And then I do think that we are a little more in the kink world than what we probably admit we are. And so I think that maybe we could try out a little more of the kink world. We're not DTF like a lot of swingers are. For me, I feel like we fall under a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle. We do not have vanilla friends. Now that our kids are out of school, we're not going to the bar or hanging out with vanilla people. We just don't. I've got a guy at my gym that I've come in working out with a little bit, and he was talking about going somewhere to watch the game. And part of me is like, yeah, we need to see if they want to go somewhere and watch the game. But then I'm also like, are we going to be bored as fuck? Yeah. Can, can we have vanilla friends? <laughs> with the exception of our car club people and the acquaintances I have at the gym, we're, we we're nil on vanilla friends. Yeah, we are very, very families. That's pretty much about it. Do you think there's anything bad about that? No. I feel like sometimes a lot of the vanillas have a lot of um, jealousy and insecurities and drama. 
and we're over that point in our life. So therefore, we just are not interested in going to the bar and, oh my God, he's looking at your husband. Are you going to be upset? Is it husband? You know, like a lot of that stuff, we're just not into. We just, we're done. Where a lot of the lifestyle people, it still is there, but it's not a big of as big of an issue, I guess you can say. And those usually sort themselves out or get out one or the yes. other. The couples take care of it. And it's not like the husband's trying to fight this guy because he was staring at the wife from across the room. Because that's how vanillas are. Like some of the stuff that you see at vanilla bars is just so childish. It's like in high school. Anyways, we are so off track. We get off track. So let me answer that. One thing that I would like us to do different this year is, as we're going to talk about here in a minute, our travel agenda is already stacking up. Kind of going back to what we did last year, just really picking and choosing the quality events that we want to attend rather than shotgunning and hoping we find something. I would like to do specific events, but then I'd also like to double back and focus on our two-by-two dates. Let's get a little more aggressive on picking out the couples that we've talked about for a number of years. You know, we kind of have our uh, one to-do list, for lack of better terms. Let's look at doubling back on those and isolating them for dates. Yeah, I think we can do some more dates. I'm okay with that. So as you've alluded to, we've survived the holidays. So do we want to talk about those any? Yeah, let's talk about them just real quick. Our holidays actually were a little bit different, mainly because... They've been very different. Yeah, our kids are out of the house. So therefore... We didn't do traditional holidays. I think we celebrated both our families' Christmases after Christmas. In very bizarre ways. Yes. Your family. Who, who we can start with? We'll start with your family. We went to a casino. <laughs> God bless my family. As they say in the South, God bless them. The town they live in has a casino there, so that's what we did. They enjoy that's it, it. so that's what we did, yeah. yes. My parents are old school. They like to go up there and spend time and money and hang out, and which it's always good to hang with my parents. I realize that's an experience that one day I won't have available to me. I'm very fortunate I still have them. They're in good health, but spending Christmas punching buttons on a slot machine is not way up there on my list. We're not big gamblers, let me put it that way, but I, I will wait, say... I'm, I'm not. I'm not a gambler at all. You are. I am not either, but it... Let's talk about your haul that you your, walked out of the casino with. Your parents gave us $100 as a gift to go play the slots. What's funny is I told my mom when she was asking about gifts, she said, you know, she just gives cash. And I said, that is so impersonal. So we go to the casino and she's like, here, here's $100. Go do what you want with it. <laughs> now, with that said, though, it's important to me. I felt it's important to go and gamble because that is what is important to them. And they want to see that we've spent the money they've given us in a good way. So I did. Uh-huh. And and what did you bring home? You brought your $100 home. Guess how much money I brought home? You quadrupled your... Yes, a couple haul. hundred bucks. I ended up with the what? 350 A little under 400 so you made a yeah. call. And your parents got a kick out of it. They enjoyed it. Yeah, that's what's like good memories. We haven't always been on the best terms with my parents, just due to some differences in views. But, but who who has been on the good? <laughs> you got back on their good list, or she's on your good list. However you want to look at it, y'all are. I think you're being a little more accepting and seeing things eye to eye with them, or at least tolerating them. Yeah. Say something here. Yeah. I'm. Dying. I'm <laughs> I am letting you talk. Let me put okay. it that way. Since I'm digging my own hole, I'm gonna put the shovel down and let you go. Well, I'll pick up that shovel and then I'll say we went to my family's. <laughs> Which could be a gambler or a crapshoot, just the same. We're just not going to a casino. That's right. You just never know there. But so my family, we did. I don't feel so bad about my family sometimes after going to yours. 
I never know if I'm going to have a good day or if I'm going to be short of being cussed out without being cussed out. Or your mom and your sister going to get in a fist fight. You can never can tell. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen We've in my seen family. It all. Good old Christian family. What can I say? But we had a good time. We did games. We I cooked for everyone. Everyone missed my cooking, apparently. I also want to talk about the Dirty Santa a little bit. That was your bit that you always push. And oh my goodness. Talk about getting fist fights. <laughs> Which if you do a Dirty Santa right, some people bring nice gifts. Some will bring some absolute crap that's amusing and nobody wants to get stuck with. Which I managed to steal some summer sausage from somebody. <laughs> I was all excited. I'm like, oh, food, I'll take this shit. This is easy. So my future son-in-law ended up stealing from me the summer sausage, which I ended up with some stupid ass <laughs> slap sunglasses that you slap around your wrist. I brought them too. Oh, and he, he thought it was hilarious. He's, he's, and let's what I say, that's why I'm really going to like this kid as a son-in-law. You know, he's giving me shit the whole time. So I told him, I was like, look here. And I was like, when I walk our daughter down the aisle, I'm going to wear these goofy ass redneck slap glasses. <laughs> and our daughter's like, you get those fucking glasses back. I don't want dad wearing those. <laughs> and then of course the, the son-in-law's like, oh hell yeah, that'll be badass if you wear those. <laughs> So I say the kid's crazy. He fits right in with this group. Oh, yeah. We we had fun. I mean, all in all, I think our holidays went really well. And Another Dirty Santa gift I can't pass up on is somebody brought a goldfish one year, and we've got a bunch of niece and nephews. <laughs> now, we have a cat that is mine because the niece and nephews couldn't have it because their dad is allergic. So when everybody's passing around these Dirty Santa gifts, I made sure to get the goldfish, which I took it from an eight-year-old niece, and she'd already named it. And I'm like, oh, this goldfish will be great. And I said, I think I'll feed it to that cat you left. And of course, the nieces and nephews are, eh, they're going to feed Sammy the goldfish to the cat. <laughs> and of course, when it was all said and done, I gave the freaking goldfish back to the kids. But j just to bring tears to a child's face on Christmas just warms my heart. Oh, my God. That was the year that um, my nephew got ginger beer. And he was like. <laughs> Her dad's the pastor. Oh, it was great. He's like, this is going to be awesome. He's like, we're going to get wasted. He was like, I'm getting Wait, what? what is the, uh, it was Talligated, Talligated, what is that show? Talligated. getting chocolate ass wasted off grownups or whatever. No, Talligated Nights, wasn't it? Talladega Nights, no. It was Mountain Dew, getting jacked up on Mountain Dew. Okay. He was all like, I'm getting jacked up on ginger beer. <laughs> it was so funny. He thought he was drunk off that ginger beer. <laughs> well, Christmas Eve was a new experience for us. Instead of kids and mistletoe and Christmas trees and all that good hoopla. What did we end up doing? We went out on a date with a couple, couple couples, I guess you could say. Then we went back and we went drinking. And ended up in a hot tub. We got in a hot tub that was 105 degrees and I got sick. I got a little too hot, which is very weird because I normally like to look like a lobster. So I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. I got out. Yeah, you went in the house with him and I was still out at the hot tub with her and you came out and she and I were kind of making out and you're like, we got to go now. And I'm like, oh shit, what went on between you and the husband in the house? At this point, I just walked straight out to the car. I didn't even like sit in the house to say bye or anything, but I was just like, I walked straight out and I'm sitting out there and I'm like, I'm fixing to throw up. What's fixing to happen? Like I was overheating so bad and you come out and you're like, what's wrong? I'm like, just fucking drive, fucking drive. Well, after that, we got to see our buddy Rob Little perform again at the Looney Bin Comedy Club in OKC. If you have not went to watch him live, go. It's funny. 
or go back and find the episode we did with them. That, that, that is still my favorite episode. I don't listen to these after I edit them. I always kind of find it kind of vain, but I've listened to the episode with him probably 20 times when I need to pick me up just because I remember how much fun it was recording with him. The dude is fucking mad capped at best. But we went to the bar afterwards. Last year when we did this was my super duper fucked up drunk event. No, you did really good this time. I had a couple beers, but nothing too major for me. No. I kept it in check. thing I've noticed, though, is that you kind of had to keep it in check because the bartender, there was one bartender. For 200 people. For 200 people. And, we, you know, and they, they tell that bar every time we're bringing in a big crowd, but they only have the one bartender. And it's just, it's a lot for her. Well, going back to what we always say, Oklahoma City is one of our favorite crowds of people to go back and get acquainted with. It just always feels like home. And the funny part is we never were really in the lifestyle when we were in Oklahoma. We lived in Arkansas and started going there and then have just kept going back. But I think that's still where we consider home. Oh, yeah, definitely. So as you can imagine, we had our non-girlfriend, girlfriend, KB with us that weekend. We had some sexy bathtub time. Her and I did. Now, do you think everybody's getting tired of hearing our FMF stories? Because <laughs> we have a lot of them. That's been the main, that's kind of been our staple this past six months. But the thing is, is that it could change at any time and then we'll have a different dynamic. I mean. She could get a boyfriend. She could get tired of us, et cetera. Yeah. We've always said we would love to have a couple to travel with us and do different things, but we found it in a unicorn and yeah. it just fits. Now you mentioned the hot tub. We finally got a room with a tub in it so you and her could take some bubble bath pictures. Now when we were getting loaded in the hotel, there was a birthday party on the floor above <laughs> us and they were bringing in this big cart full of cakes and cupcakes and pop. Candy. Candy. Yeah. They were getting ready to Shit sugar these kids up candy. in a hot tub suite above us. Yes. And the lady said something about, you know, we apologize if we're ma- if they're making noise. And we're like, you make all the noise we want. Meanwhile, we're thinking, you don't want to hear the noises that are coming from our room. So y'all get at it. Well, and when we left, I was like, oh, are you in the suite above us? And they said, yeah. And I was like, dude, we're going to go out. So don't worry about being quiet or anything. You know, we're below you. We'll be back late tonight. We got back, did our thing. Until about 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> They were still bouncing off the fucking wall. Yeah, the three of us got settled into bed and it sounded like a Chuck E. Cheese going on above us. <laughs> My God. They're raising some heathens. There's That's a reason they went to the hotel. Parenting at its best right there. <laughs> but at least they didn't hear us. That's right. That had been some conversations the parents wouldn't want to have. No. I don't think they could have heard us. Let me put it that way. They were so loud and jumping. And Is that the night you were making noise during sex? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. I was quiet We'll that get to night. that. I was normally quiet. So with running with our third, our non-girlfriend girlfriend, we are getting to run with some of her friends, which they they were more acquaintances to us just because I think we weren't local. So we're getting to start to run with them a little more. And I'm absolutely, absolutely loving running with a lot of these people because it's so fun. It's such a blast. So we went to one of their birthday parties and of course, it's freaking cold, but luckily someone bought a fire pit. We stood out there because um, in Oklahoma, you can have a medical marijuana license. So if you got a hangnail or a no. zit or a stye in your eye, you can get a medical marijuana card. No, no. It's a little more in depth than that. But we do not partake in marijuana. So we stayed outside to kind of just... The marijuana? Is that what you said? Yes. <laughs> And so we stayed outside by the fire pit and I mean, I, 
I had a blast, though, just staying outside. Do you remember when I asked you for some food? I remember you making ass of me. <laughs> no, not me. Yes, you. I was the ass for your joke. I still don't <laughs> appreciate that. So I, I was wanting some food. Why'd you squeak? <laughs> or you barked or something. Go ahead. But I was wanting some food, and so I asked... Lee, I was like, could you please go get me a sandwich? I maybe will give you a blowjob later. So all he heard was, go get me a food. I'll give you a blowjob. He was so excited. So he runs inside and everyone outside was like, you said, wait a minute. You said maybe, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, I know he'll forget later. (laughs) Then what did you do? You walked out. I walked out with a sandwich and I said, did you say fucking maybe? Everybody's like, that was what she just said. That was what we just figured out. But what's funny is I'm kind of known for putting maybe on everything. Like I put maybe on parties. I put maybe like, uh, I maybe will do that. <laughs> it was so funny. But you maybe didn't get a blowjob later. I maybe got a double blowjob later. That's right. Actually, that night we didn't get anything because we were all tired. It had been a long day. I think we got up and went and ate that morning and then ran around town with her. That was actually the night that she came back to the room and I was tired and it was late. And I was like. I'm not going to be any good. I'm, I'm already on the downhill. And she asked, she was like, uh, do y'all care if I go ahead and crash here? Because we've actually just been staying in the rooms with her, which is another unique thing about our play. We usually get done playing with somebody and tell them to hit the fucking road. But yeah. we've been we've been staying in rooms with her. And I told her, I was like, we don't have you around just to fuck. Um, that part's fun, but you know, you're a friend and kind of part of our dynamic yep. now. So three of us just cuddled up in bed and slept. So we finished off that weekend with the Rockabilly Show. We got to catch one of our favorite bands. As we've said the last two years, music is a big deal to us. Our favorite Rockabilly band was playing in Dallas when we were up in Oklahoma City. And you actually scouted it out that they were at a dive bar in Oklahoma City the next night. So we went ahead and extended our stay through Monday so we could catch them Sunday. Oh, so excited. But I forgot what it's like to go to a little tiny dive bar was so smoky in there. And I have long hair, so that smoke just sticks to it. Yeah, this dive bar was about half the size of a Starbucks bathroom. And it was packed and loud <laughs> yeah. and smoky. It was crazy. But it was a good show. And again, our girl went with us, which we keep bringing that dynamic up. But that's just how well she fits into what we do. Yeah. And that's kind of what attracted us to her as well, is she was literally everywhere that we would go. And it's like, you know, we see you so much, why don't we hang out? So it's just kind of developed into this. I laugh, Rob Little made the mention when he saw us. He said, I'm really getting tired of seeing threesome pictures of the three of y'all. And we kind of invite him to come hang with us twice during the weekend. And he shunned us off. No, so I, I, don't, he, I don't know how the fuck he thinks he's going to do anything with us when he doesn't show up. He shunned us off, but I'm betting he had something lined up. Let's be honest. We that, were probably cock blocking him. That dude's like a little James Bond. He has pussy lined up everywhere he goes. <laughs> All right, let's bring in our New Year's. Once again, we go back to Oklahoma City. Well, we originally had some friends that were coming in that we were going to take to an event here in Dallas. And about two and a half weeks out, they contacted us and said, hey, we're not making it to this event. Sorry, but thank you. So we decided to go to where we consider our family and go up to Oklahoma City, as you mentioned. Yep, And we caught up with some of our good friends that we've known for a while for some Bloody Marys when we first got into town. And then we went back to the hotel and the club does a orientation. So I decided I would go and listen to this orientation. Because you need to find out what the rules were because you're a newbie. That's right. 
technically we were members of this club before the new ownership came on. So I had never heard the orientation. So I wanted to listen to this. So I wore my cat onesie. It has Which, a, explain the cat onesie. D- describe it in detail. Obviously it has a hood that has the cat ears and face and all that stuff. It has mittens, has a tail. Does it have little feet? I think so. I think it's like onesie pajamas, like your yes. grandma used to buy you. So I walk over there to this orientation and all these newbies are like, what the fuck does this chick have on? <laughs> Never an adult moment with you. All the re- all the regulars were busting up laughing. They were just like, oh my God, of course you're wearing a onesie. So then all like throughout the night, they kept asking me where my onesie was. I was like, oh, I got another onesie I'm going to wear later on. <laughs> So then I come back to the room. I knock on the door. Yeah, here's where it gets interesting. You want me to jump in? <laughs> yes. So I'm either in the shower or in there shaving, and Miss KB's doing her makeup at the little table there. There's a knock on the door, which we knew it was you coming back. I hear her open the door. She doesn't say anything for a second, and then she yells, Oh, my God! <laughs> like she's panicked. So I hop out of the shower thinking somebody's attacking her or just busted in. And what's going on outside? <laughs> I'm down on all fours. And I'm like, I have my little hand, my little mitten, like rubbing my face going, meow, meow, meow. And I'm like, see, you shouldn't feed stray kitties. She's freaking out. She's like, I opened the door thinking there's something going to be eye level. And then I look down here and there's this 100 pound cat on all fours. Actually, I think I said, don't feed stray pussies. Oh my God. Yeah. It was so funny. It was classic. The people... All the newbies that were walking around were just like looking like, what is wrong with this chick? (laughs) The funny part is we brought up in the past episode, I'll go to sleep for 30 minutes or an hour and you'll know a hundred people. It was the same way when we went to the club that night because you're decked out in an outfit and everybody's like, oh, I wish you'd worn the cat onesie. And I'm like, you met a hundred fucking people in 20 minutes time just by being fucking weird. (laughs) It's so fun. It's something. Keeps me young. (laughs) We were socially responsible that night, and even though we weren't driving, we weren't drinking either. I don't know why we chose not to drink, other than we just sometimes get in our moods. No, because the night before, we did drink, and we kind of felt... Hungover? Yeah, so we were like, well, we're not going to drink, you know. We say we were not going to drink, and everyone gives us... I'm going to call swamp Kool-Aids. It is like a mix of anything and everything... Everyone, everyone in the place was like, here, try this, try this, try this. We were getting handed a bunch of drinks. Now, I got a little buzz there after everything saying I wasn't drinking, but I didn't feel bad the next morning. No, I didn't either, but I sure was buzzed that night. And we had a 16-step walk to the hotel room, so it's not <laughs> like we were driving around like crazies. Something I was happy to hear is Oklahoma reported absolutely zero drunk driving fatalities for New Year's, Yep, which is nice to hear. Usually the number's pretty high. Well, and, and Checkpoints check yeah. curb some of that, but... Good thing and, to hear people are smarter and taking Ubers. And everyone Ubers. we had talked to Ubered. So they either were staying at the hotel or they Ubered. So that was good. Oh, one thing we have to bring up is on the countdown to New Year's. We're standing out there on the dance floor. We're doing the countdown. And then there it is where you're supposed to kiss at midnight. What do you see when you look around? Your beautiful face. And four unicorns. So guess who had <laughs> had the start out the year right? You were like, oh, shit. 
which sucked. All I want to do is kiss you. Oh. Don't you feel special? And then good thing I'm such a nice person. No, actually, person. I'm just disappointed there were just four. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so nice. I'm like, here's a unicorn. Here's a unicorn. Yeah, here's we, a we, unicorn. We, here's a unicorn. <laughs> we had the unicorn entourage. We did. Now, like I say, one of them went in for the kill and kind of left me stunned. Did yes, you see that? I was shocked, too. I was like, what happened? Which we've socialized with her and been around her. But, man, she grabbed me by the face and laid one on me. And I'm doing like the granny kiss. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh fuck. <laughs> I did too. I was like, what? I kind of was like, uh, uh, I don't know what to say after that other than that wasn't my best. I promise you. <laughs> she probably was like, this is the first time this motherfucker's kissed a girl. Well, I was standing there puckered up like I was waiting for a kiss from granny. You were just going to do like a peck and she Yeah, I was went, trying to be polite. She, she went in like. She was going to put on an exhibition. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I had to have the dumbest look on my face after she was pulled away. I'm just like, uh <laughs> I don't know what to do. I was shocked too. My face was like. So it wasn't oh. just me. No, my face was on the floor too. Where the I was fuck like, did what? that come from? <laughs> Anyways. Missed, missed opportunities. <laughs> yep. But we had a good time. We had fun. We rang in the new year, right? Well, yes. we rang in the new year with a sexy little threesome back in the room, except people were knocking on our door. Yes. Like, you're not going to join us at this point. Fuck off. I know. It took everything I had not to be nosy and go look. We should have just left the windows open. We've done that before. One thing I've noticed over the last couple months is how comfortable you've grown with her. When we go back to a room, there's I don't have to direct traffic. Like so, we all we usually kind of rinse off and hop in bed. And she was in bed, and you came out, and you and her were on each other. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'll just watch a little bit. You've settled into it really well, which kind of catches me off guard sometimes, even still. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely different because. I would say even if we brought in another female, I don't know how comfortable I would be. There is a comfort level between you and her because she's pretty affectionate to both of us. But, you know, I notice when I get up to go to the gym in the morning, she'll be all spooned up to you and arms wrapped around you or vice versa and whatnot. So it's, it's interesting to see. I want someone that treats you good. So this is all just beneficial for me. Well, and with her, it's very interesting because it's not like she's after you. Or she's after me. She's after both of us. And I think that's the big difference is that all three of us just intertwine. It's not like, because we've had a unicorn that was just into you that went real south. So we decided not to play. And then we've had unicorns that are trying to get to you, trying to get to me. And then they, then when it comes down to it, they want, they don't want you involved. And then that's when it goes south. So, but with her, we just mingle. Like it just, it's just a, it's a good fit. So rolling forward with the travel part, got some good and got some bad. I found out last week that my work travel has been suspended until further notice, which in the email they said, Hey, this is due to Omicron. It's good. We think it'll be short lived, but I'm afraid here we're getting me in July and it's still going to be working from home. But I will say this, I, we go and do a lot, especially lifestyle, but we're not just around a lot of people. I would say that we're, we have still been careful and we're still selective in what we're doing and where we're going and stuff like that. I know a lot of people think that, oh, well, you guys are going out every week and you're going to these parties. But just because we go to, let's say secrets, we go to secrets, doesn't mean we're kissing everyone there, we're up in everyone's face, we're around everyone, we're still being cautious and careful. We haven't been anywhere in the last three weekends other than the movies, have we? No. That's what's funny is that someone messaged us, actually FaceTimed you, 
And they were like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm in my PJs and I'm this and that. And then you like turned over and here I am in my onesie, my Halloween onesie. And they're like, oh my God, what the hell? It's Sunday. We're still on the couch. Yep. Same as yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully this one will be short-lived and won't be like the last lockdown is what I'm hoping. But our LS travel is potentially stacking up already. The events are coming out. We're putting them on our day planner. Because again, I live and die by my day planner and my trips. But... God, we got St. Patty's coming up, uh, multiple eye candy parties. We got invited to a birthday party out in Vegas, a float trip, middle of summer. iOS Connections has a big list. I think we're kicking around secrets again. Pod Bash is hopefully in the works. Now, another thing we got invited to that I think we're going to capitalize on is the Temptations Cruise next month. Yes, I'm excited about it. But then again, I mean, I am watching what they're saying and what they're doing. I have gone on multiple cruises, so the fact of what the CDC was saying there for a while of don't go on, I'm not worried about that portion of it, but what I'm worried about is that we get stuck on the cruise, that we get stuck out to sea because the cruise has over 50 cases or something like that. You know, that's what I'm worried about, but I'm ready to go. I'm excited to do a cruise. Well, on that, I spoke to some friends that were on the Bliss Cruise back in November and just asked them honestly, how many cases of COVID did you hear from your cruise? And they said, we really didn't hear of any. That cruise was early November. They said what was happening is after Thanksgiving and Christmas is when the cases started to spike again. So there was very few really traced back to the bliss cruise so i'm hoping the same safety precautions happen with this one yeah well i mean you've got to think about on a cruise you have to have your vaccines you have to test before you go so and their cruises just in general they're constantly cleaning they're constantly you know they quarantine people they're on top of i mean do you remember the time that we went with my family and we both did you get sick yeah that first night yeah so we all I would say 20 family members, eight of us got sick. One of them couldn't get out of bed, but the the rest of the family made him, so they they quarantined the whole group. Yes. And I mean, they were on top of us. They knew. And I was shocked that they knew how many of us were sick when some of them you couldn't even tell were sick. I mean, I feel comfortable and safe about that portion of it, but it's just the not being able to come back is my, my issue. So I'm excited. I'm fucking super excited about the prospects of a cruise. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. We love cruising. I know you forced me to the first time I went on <laughs> one, but ever since we have literally said, I can't wait to go on a lifestyle cruise. And here we are. Yeah. So if you're on that cruise, definitely come and track us down and say hi to us. We're super excited. Let's start working our way into some sex related stuff. We don't have any tales from the hood, except we have tales from your former hood. Yep, my hometown. Let's talk about that. That was a wacky situation, so we really wanted to bring this up. As many of you know, I am from Oklahoma, and I'm actually from a small town in Oklahoma. And this is how backwards it is. In public education. Yes. The high school is 6th grade through 12th grade in one building. So they have separated... I want to say it was probably they did it for a reason for sports is what I'm going to assume because that's how that used to be when I was in school. Morning was football practice. So the first hour, let's say English class was mainly girls because all the guys were in sports. And then after lunch, the girls played basketball. So they would have theirs. So English class was mainly guys. 
That's how it's always been. All of a sudden, this year, this mom has thrown a fit because the school has separated, just completely separated male and female classes. And, but the parents are throwing a fit saying their reasoning that they don't like it is because it's going to make their children gay because they are not around the opposite sex. That is the most absurd thing I have ever heard. Like I am embarrassed to even say this hometown would be saying that. So how do they explain Catholic schools and private schools and church schools, how do they explain heterosexuality thriving in those situations? I have no idea. Like I've, I've talked to a couple school board members and I'm like, you guys do know that this is the dumbest thing, right? And they're like, oh yeah, we know, but you know, we have to listen to their complaints. Like, like this is a real issue. Like I, some people don't deserve an opinion because they're that fucking stupid. It blows my mind. It reminds me of, and I don't know if you remember this back in the day when they used to force people to have sex with the opposite sex when they would come out and say they were gay. Do you remember that? Was that conversion training? Yeah. They'd be like, oh, well, you're not going to be gay if you have enough sex with older women or something like that. Like, it just blows my mind that they would still think this way. Why didn't I think of that gimmick? (laughs) I think I'm gay. Can you line me up some cougars for this weekend? (laughs) I need to work this shit out. These blue balls aren't going to solve themselves. I'm blown away that this is such backwards thinking that I'm, it's embarrassing for them to even think that. So anyways. Welcome back to rural Oklahoma. That's right. There's a reason we escaped that place like a freight train. Yes. Well, another one that happened in the area that we got a good laugh out of. So it happened at the local Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing like a people of Walmart story to bring up the class level of our podcast. So this guy, this man was speaking to a 14-year-old girl. And he just happened to be everywhere she was in the store. With that said, they have gone back to security cameras. They know he was not following her. So the mom of this 14-year-old girl freaked out, said that he was a pedophile. She just said that he said hi to her. She didn't even say that he was being... Obscene. Obscene or anything. But she takes a picture of this guy, posted on Facebook, and says, watch out for this guy. He's a creeper. He's a pedophile. He said hi to my 14-year-old daughter, followed her around the store. Apparently, this guy is a local... Um, real estate guy that has a bunch of rental properties. So in the meantime, all his tenants post that he is a landlord. They have now post where he lives. They have posted his vehicle, his license plate, and where he works. They have posted everything out there. So now this guy has come back and is suing her for defamation of character. I can see both sides of this. I struggle with one that A guy my age shouldn't be speaking to a 14-year-old. But by the same token, you don't go labeling somebody like that. We watch enough CSI and whatnot that that's how people accidentally get murdered. Yeah. And if he's not already on some sort of registry or has something concrete. But the bad part is people nowadays will get behind any cause with no real provocation. Yeah. They don't have the facts. And they're like, oh, he spoke to a 14-year-old. Which, you know, that was my first thought as a father is, 
I don't know if I'd want somebody talking to my 14 year old daughter, but if he just literally said hi, and now somebody's trying to ruin his life and saying he's. Yeah. Well now, and that's what everyone kept saying is what did he say to your daughter? And she was like, well, he just said hi to her. If she would have sat back and just listened to what she was saying, she would have realized there wasn't anything. He wasn't taking pictures of her. He wasn't doing anything, but it was to the point where the police went up to Walmart and because there was over, over a million shares of this. And so they went up to Walmart and were like, Hey, we need to see your security cameras and nothing, nothing because there were so many shares. This guy, I mean, he has a good case. Holy fuck people. Watch what you back and watch what you champion out there. There's a lot of false information floating around. That's what's sad is that this little 14-year-old girl is going to have to go to court now. All because the mom is upset that a man spoke to her. Okay, do you want to talk about some lifestyle stuff tonight? I guess. All right, well, we occasionally get questions, and for some reason we push them to the back burner. But this one we kind of felt was relevant to some things going on in our lives. So we thought we'd go ahead and bring it up. The question that was posed to us by a friend was, why do so many people in the lifestyle feel it's necessary to kiss and tell? This can be a touchy one because everybody's got different opinions what the lifestyle and swinger means. And to some, this is a non-issue, but to a lot of people, it's it's home pretty hard. With this one, for me, you have to really think about it because you don't want to out someone. A lot of people are private about what they're doing, so they don't want the kit. They don't want that kiss and tell. You shouldn't have to feel like you have to tell everyone every little thing you're doing. So why do you think some people feel it's necessary? It kind of goes into what we've been programmed as vanillas. And it's, you need to almost like peacock. Oh, oh yeah, I, I smashed that. Oh, I kissed that. You know, I mean, don't you remember doing that when you were younger? Okay, well, maybe I didn't go through the single phase where, or man horn phase where I felt the need to, well, when I was at the club, I was very secretive about who I slept with in the club. Guys would found out later, oh, you went out with Lee? Well, holy fuck, I know how that ended. So, Well, but let me ask you, when you first met me at the club, you thought I was all over the place because that was what... Well, that was the rumor. Yeah, exactly. That's where you're going with this. Well, I'm just saying, though, it's just I come from a mentality where the guys would be like, oh, yeah, I slept with her or I kissed her or I did this with her or I did that. And that it was boasting and bragging and that was what you did. That's the one weird thing about the lifestyle is... For the most part, it's kept under wraps. You know, everybody talks about their secret lives. You know, there's times where I wish, you know, someone says, what'd you do over the weekend? And I'd say, uh, stayed home and watched movies. I can't tell them we went out and had sex with these people or went to a swinger club or went to a strip club or, you know, there's things that just aren't socially acceptable that we can talk about. So I can sometimes see the need or the want to express what you did and just letting it slip. But to me, that just kind of seems like diary of the mouth more than anything. Well, but my my deal is, is... how I feel is, you know, you need to ask yourself, you know, do you have to tell other people to make yourself feel important that you've slept with someone or you've kissed with someone? I don't feel like you need to tell anyone anything. I mean, obviously we're doing a podcast, so we do bring in a little bit, but even with KB, we're not telling you everything we're doing. We're not going in details telling you everything. We just tell you the little touches of it. We get pretty irritated when we're with a couple and they start bragging about who they were with. And it's pretty common. Hey, we were fucking so-and-so last weekend and we went out and -and so-and-so gave my husband a blowjob and my wife was going down on this girl. And we really start kind of getting a little edgy and thinking, man, if you're spouting off on all this stuff, how far are you going to go to protect our privacy and what we consider decency? Well, and the stories are good. The stories are fun. But don't put the names in. You can say, oh, we were going down on, we were with this couple and we were going down on the guy, you know, like 
you don't have to say the names. That's true. But some people even just, you feel like they're giving their whole fucking resume. And after a while, you know, that kind of goes to the, some people say more than they should. You know, but there have been times where people talk about everybody they've been with and we're like, okay, maybe we need to rethink our playtime with these people. We're not prudes by any means and definitely aren't slut shaming, but some people get to talking so much and it's like, okay, where, where do we fall in this? And are you bed notching us? There's so many different things that go through our heads when people start talking about every single experience. Well, and we've been told that we're not true lifestyle people because people don't know who we've slept with. And I'm kind of like, it's not your business who we've slept with. When we first started, that was one of the issues we had with a local couple there in Arkansas. They kind of hit us up and they said, so who have y'all slept with? And we're like, why in the fuck do you think that's a proper question to ask? You know, what do you make on your taxes? You know, let's get real personal if we're going to just throw out random shit. We're not playing with you. So why do you feel that I have to justify to you who we've done anything with? And that's another thing. Sometimes we've had people throw out names. We were with so-and-so last night and we know stuff about so-and-so or not real big fans of so-and-so. And and that's kind of knocked them off our list. I'll be honest, people do judge. We judge on different standards on things, but We've had people say that, you know, we hooked up with this person and we're like, we wouldn't even consider them. So we really have to question your judgment if you're playing with them regular. Well, and that's one thing that I don't want to say that pigeon holds you into not being playmates of ours is because we start thinking we don't want to play with that person. So if you're playing with that person, do we really want to play with that person? You know, like it gets you into a spiral and it just gets you in a whole different situation, I feel like. So it's best just not to say who you've actually played with. We can sit there and say, you know, even on this on this show, we'll say we've we were with a couple or this and that, but we don't say who they are. We have n- never said who people are. That's the tricky thing about doing a podcast is not kissing and telling. And I think we run our podcast different. There's some that lean towards our side of the spectrum where they talk about events and what they've done. and They'll even tell a story, but you know we're not going to figure out. I can't say I've listened to anybody that doesn't live here's podcast and been able to figure out who they're talking about. That's the level of privacy we like to include. We're not, as we've said, penthouse forum or any of those sexy kind of stories. So it's a fine line to balance on sometimes. I agree with that. If we do use somebody's names or likenesses in a story, we do ask for consent. We're never going to play with someone and then throw it out there, even if there's a chance that they will never hear us. Or we'll change their names. We have been known to throw in some fake names in there. Well, the other thing is there's people that we play with that even the experience with alias names never makes it to the podcast. We don't feel like we have to bring every sexualized story to our podcast just to do a podcast. So occasionally we'll, we'll throw in some sexy tidbits, but unless there's something notable about a play session, we're not going to bring up every time we play with a couple. Well, and we're definitely not out there having sex just so we can do the podcast either. Now, as we mentioned with KB, our non-girlfriend girlfriend, that's kind of changed the game for us a little bit. It all goes back to consent. We She knows what we do, but we ask consent and she was fine with it. She's Almost 100% sure none of her family or coworkers are going to listen to the show, so she's safe there. But we ran everything by her. We still work to protect her identity and, you know, some details between us. We keep a lot of stuff between just the three of us. And on the same token, you know, we've taken some pictures with her and, and, and we share them with her. She popped up and said, okay, can I tell people that we're seeing each other? Which was new to us, and we said, yeah, we consented to that. And she said, what's your rules on pictures? And for us, if it's local groups where... We know everybody. We can use face pictures. Outside of that, if you're putting it on Snapchat or something like that, blur the faces. 
and we don't include any of our genitalia pics with her. I think those are just you know pretty simple rules, and she respects them. And I do think that one reason that we do say a little more, like we kind of kiss and tell a little bit with her, is because it is an experience. It is something different that we're doing, and we are evolving and adjusting how we play in our lifestyle. So I feel like this is something that we need to talk about because that's why we're doing this podcast is to get everyone to think and to say our experiences and our journey. And this is a big journey. This is a big road and bump that or not a bump, but a big thing we're changing up. Keeping this rolling, something I want to throw in here as well is not just kissing and telling with other couples, but people that can't seem to keep their mouth shut about the lifestyle in general. I think to us, when we first got into this, it was kind of like Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. With the advent of the Facebook groups and all that over the last couple of years, it seems like that general consensus has gone out the window. Well, I know for me on this topic, I feel like I don't want to know what my parents are doing in the bedroom. So I feel like I just grew up always knowing sex is something that I don't want to say secret, but it's kind of a private thing that you do. So you don't need to tell everyone. You know, even when I was growing up and I was very active, a lot of people thought that I did stuff that I actually might not have done, even though I'd be like, oh yeah, I, you know, I had sex with that guy. I really didn't have sex with that guy or something else happened. And so I feel like you shouldn't just be bragging about it just to brag and boast, just to make yourself look good. Like you need to have some privacy. As we heard the story from Walmart about people jumping on board and backing a lady that had no real evidence of this guy being a creeper, same thing kind of goes with lifestyle people. It's easy if somebody knows that we're lifestyle people and then sees us talking to a random couple, first thing they're going to think is, is this other couple lifestyle as well? We came out to my boss recently that we were lifestyle. So now I guarantee you, whenever we go up and talk to a couple that we know in a bar, first thing that's going to pop in his head is, oh, I bet these are lifestyle or swinger friends of theirs. Yeah. We had some car people that were lifestyle and went to an event and I saw an actual coworker and his wife there and my lifestyle friend, which was kind of shady on the way he did things. He kind of caught me and said, hey, is that couple uh, lifestyles? Well, we want introduction. And I'm like, no, don't even bring this shit up in front of him. He's a coworker and it, it can cost me my job. So you have to be really careful with the line you balance on this stuff. Yeah. I struggle with these people that say they can't get more than three questions into a conversation before admitting it their lifestyle. In my opinion, how much do you really have to offer the world? You know, we're not socialites by any means, but we can carry on a conversation without even bringing up the topic of lifestyle. If you meet a random person sitting next to you at the bar and they say, you know, hey, what do you do for a living? And you say, oh, I'm lifestyle. I'm this, I'm that. You know, fuck, there, there's so much more to offer than the lifestyle. So that goes back to that. You got to be careful what you say and who you say it to. Because if you start telling your lifestyle and then we come up and start talking to you, chances are we're going to be tagged in that same circle as well. I guess what I'm trying to say there is be well-rounded people. There's so much more to life than the lifestyle. That's a huge part of what we do and what we're about. But I can have a talk with a deep lifestyle person that doesn't even involve lifestyle stuff. I'll talk your ear off about music, cars, food, anything. There's so much more to offer. And hopefully you have so much more to offer than just who you're fucking around with. I think that goes back to saying that this is a lifestyle for us, but that doesn't define who we are. Just because we are in this lifestyle doesn't mean that we are strictly sexual creatures. That's a good point. And one thing that I want to build off on that is you said define. I think so many people nowadays want a name tag that says, hi, I'm Lee, I'm a swinger. And they need justification to who they are. 
by putting a tagline after it. Yeah, I agree. Hell, I'm a bunch of things. My tagline would be way too far to list. So hopefully you have a lot more to offer friends and the world other than strictly being a swinger. So do you think we beat that topic to a dead horse? Oh yeah, definitely. Anything else you want to cover on that one? Nope. I think we've got people's wheels a turning on what they feel about that. (laughs) So as always, if you agree with us or disagree with us, reach out. We love to hear different opinions. Hey, we're down for different opinions. So if you think the direct opposite of what we do, shoot us a message or drop us a post on one of our social medias. Now, kind of playing off of that, there was a question on Facebook that hit me up for a couple different reasons that really ties into this. Ready for this question? Oh, yeah. Okay. If you had information someone is, was in the LS, was completely dishonest, when and under what circumstances is it ethical to divulge that? And they said examples. All right. Here's where it gets interesting. Infidelity promiscuity, having STIs, abuse, or here's a totally one off the off the radar, actually being bi or gay. Now let's look at these on a couple different levels. Let's just start from the top here. Let's look at infidelity. Do you think you should tell if you know someone is cheating on their spouse? We've actually kind of talked about this several times, like you and I have. And for me, it's catch 22. I think that it It goes into the, it's none of my business. But then again, I have been on the other end of being cheated on. And so I feel like if I had a close friend was being cheated on, I would privately go to her and be like, are you aware of this? And if she says yes, that's it. I'm good to go. It's going to be funny. You and I are going to agree and disagree on some of these. Now, my first thought on this was you need to have a big cup, but shut the fuck up and mind your own business. But let's say at what point... Is someone close enough where you bring it up? Let's say the couple we went out to dinner with, if you know he's cheating on her, do you bring it up? (laughs) There's no black and white. This is all gray. No, and I would honestly, I would probably just ask because I like to ask and know stuff anyways, but I would do it in a way of like, oh my God, do you know he's cheating on you? No, I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, so what are your guys' rules? Do you guys play? Is he allowed to play alone? Like I would do it that route and trying to see if I just needed to say something or not. Okay. She says, no, we don't play alone. And you saw him at the local swinger club in a play situation with somebody. That's when I start thinking, fuck, do I tell her or do I not? That goes back to my rule. (laughs) Here's a big cup of shut the fuck up. Mind your own business. That's tough though. But yeah, you know, we've seen both directions where people have brought it up. And we've actually seen this happen. It goes back to that catch 22 that you mentioned. You can bring it up and they can split up and then neither, neither of them are friends with you Yeah. or you can bring it up and they stay together and you're still a motherfucker. Yep. So that's what I say. At what point do you, you make it your business? That one, that one's touchy. And like I say, some of these are in our opinion, cut and dried. Some of them are pretty sketchy and you and I've debated them back and forth ad nauseum before. And to the point where we almost flip flop on how we feel. So let's do the next one, slut shaming, basically. I'm just going to kick this off by saying what's slut to us may be a simple weekend to somebody else. We may sleep with a different couple every weekend, and to someone else that may be a slut. We may talk to someone else and they say, fuck, if you're not nailing down somebody every day of the week, you're not being a good swinger. What's the litmus test for being a slut? We're all in this to get our rocks off, and as long as I am honoring your rules and working with our boundaries... I don't see that being anybody's place. Yeah, I agree with that. I I mean, because we talk about bed notchers a lot. To me, it really shouldn't matter if that's what they want to do. 
as long as for me, it's long as they're being safe and being communicating with each other about it. They can go be bed notchers and be slutty all that they want. There's sometimes where we've sleep with more people one month and we might have a dry spell. Our summer months sometimes we're almost embarrassed by and we're like, okay, that's it. And then we'll have two more dates in the weekend. Okay, that's it. And we get a midweek date. I don't think you need to that for me, the question was Do you think you should tell if somebody Yeah if a spouse is being too slutty? No. That goes back to their rules. Or a couple is? No, I don't think so. Or I guess anybody in lifestyle. No. I guess I, all I guess all these would be, you know, both reporting to your to your spouse. Yeah. Or going back to the to the work, you know, to the lifestyle, fuck damn sure don't report infidelity. Damn sure don't go talking to other people. That's one of those, you know, keep your mouth shut and Well, on the one that we're talking about, here's a perfect example. You like the affection and you like to kiss. I don't do that. So therefore we might go to a party or a club and you might kiss five girls that night and I don't kiss any. And we've actually had people come up and say, oh my gosh, do you know what he's doing? And I'm like, well, yeah, that's what he does because that's what he needs. And I know that and I'm okay with it. That's between me and you. So I think you should shut your mouth on that one. The last time we were at the swinger club, I went to the outdoor playrooms and was just making out with someone. And we had some friends coming up and we're talking and they said, where's Lee? And you said, oh, he's in back. And you said, they look kind of odd. And they said, well, who's he back there with? And you said, just friend, that's all you need to know. <laughs> and you're like, I gave him permission. And you know, that's something he and I talked about. So the rest of you don't need to know what's going on. Yeah. So many people want to know what everybody else is doing. That's hard to imagine people slut shaming in the lifestyle. How the it fuck happens, do you do that? but How, yeah. it's hard. But we do, we do judge bed notchers. There's some people that. To be <laughs> honest, we did early on more so, but. I feel like we've kind of backed off a little bit. And to the we, point we don't care. Yeah, we don't care anymore. But I will say in the beginning, we did. Well, we'll still hear somebody bragging about all the sex they have. And then we actually find out who they're fucking. And we're like, oh, Lord, you're fucking just a fuck. I think to us, it's a quantity. Quality. Quality over quantity. Thank yeah. you. So, I mean, we got to get something out of it. I mean, we could get our dicks wet every night of the week if we wanted. But is that elevating our lifestyle and our sex life? That's not what we're looking for, no. so no. But we're damn sure not going to shame you if you're doing it every night. Get your freak on. We might have in the beginning, but we've evolved and we we, we don't do it as much anymore. <laughs> we don't do it as much. Listen to us. <laughs> we are doing it. We're, we're trying not to. We won't slut shame you if you're fucking hot people. <laughs> if you're uh, taking the bottom feeders, then we're going to judge you. But what is bottom feeders I'm not. You? I'm not even going That's there. That's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> yeah, what, what's, a, what's a two to me, maybe a ten to somebody else, so I'm not... I'm not even putting myself on that fucking burner. Exactly. All right, next topic. All right, so the next one was let's talk about abuse. If you know that someone's partner is abusive or is being abused, do you tell another couple? Touchy, touchy, touchy. Now, you you hit the nail on the head there. If you know, how the fuck do you know? Let's look at this. How many people do we know that put on a sugary sweet persona on Facebook and we know that behind the scenes their marriage is absolutely shit? It's a dumpster fire. We've all had friends that, again, it's it's tough. We think he might be beating his wife or we find out that he was and it, it surprises the shit. You never know what's going on behind somebody else's doors. So that's a very hard one to see. Now, if somebody hits his wife or slaps his wife or hits somebody else's spouse at an event or out in the public, public hanging those motherfuckers. I'm fine with that. I, we don't deal with abuse of any sort or bullying or any of that. So once there's hardcore facts where a credible witness had seen it. I'm all for public roastings. Well, and with that said, I feel like 
We have heard sometimes that, let's say, a husband has choked out another wife, like during sex, and her husband had got upset about that, and we were told about that. But to me, if someone tried to choke me, you would flip a gasket. But it's up to me. I will shut it down. But if the other wife didn't feel like she should shut it down or could, and like, let's say I... I had a, a guy try that with me, but yet I know that they're going back to the hotel room or back to the play area with another couple that the wife maybe would be a little more timid. I maybe would say, pull her to a side and just be like, hey, just let you know he plays rough. That would be fair, but and that's a little bit different scenario than abuse. You know, we've been with wives that, you know, I guess due to my physical structure, they're like, I want you to choke me. And I'm like, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not going to let your husband do it to mine. You know, we, we're skirting now on that uh, kink BDSM stuff. Where yeah. I, I do, but that's a trained professional, somebody I trust. I'm not going to give anybody else the opportunity to beat you like he did. You could probably count on one hand the girls that I've kind of put my hand on their necks. It's been few and far between. Well, and and th- those that we have, there's been a huge level of trust. There's some that I'm very close to and they got a huge level of trust. And I'm just like, I know you play harder than what I'm wanting to do to you. Yeah. Because I'm afraid that there's a point where I could physically hurt you and you would take it. So back on this topic, there is one. I mean, if I knew a couple that they have a fist fight or whatever, and it's a repeated deal and multiple people have seen it, I would say something just because of my background. I have had things happen that are red flags. So for me, I would want to protect other people. I'm going to go ahead and cover a story that I was a little leery about covering, but when we first moved here, we had some friends that there was a rumor going around that he was beating his wife. Now she ended up with bruises. You bruise easy. Yes. You can move the furniture around while I'm gone. And it looks like you've had a fist fight with somebody. The story was she had bruises and I think they were having some marital issues at the time that probably ended in some bad heated arguments at some places. But the rumors going around was he was beating her. Granted, no one had seen it. And from what we heard, the bruises that people were seeing didn't exactly resemble physical violence. I mean, it could have been anything. They have livestock. It could have been that. But the people that brought the rumor to us, what we told them is like, hey, that's a no-go with us on you know abusing your spouse. But the way we feel about them, we have seen nothing that would exemplify domestic violence. And I said, if there was anything that resembled that, they would be cut from our circle of friends quicker than you could blink an eye at. And it's one of those deals where until I see something firsthand that I believe relates to emotional or physical abuse, I don't want to hear this rumor. Now, that's not us sticking our heads in the sand by any means. I think we felt that was us backing a friend. And And the rumor shut down then. We haven't heard anything in the last six years about it. But it's one of those deals where, you know, how, how do you balance that line? You know, we, I don't know if I should have gone to him. What was I supposed to say? You know, I heard you're beating her wife. That's not a cool talk. I mean, maybe it would be a real man talk, but the rumor to us didn't feel warranted. Now, no. now and, if she showed up, if she showed up with, with a black, yeah, if she showed up with a black eye and any sort of, you know, handprint bruises or something like that. Yeah. There would have been a different conversation, but the, what the rumors were based off of just to us didn't add up. Talking about my past, I have had an abusive relationship. For me, like I said, this is a tough, a touchy subject. If I truly thought that there was something, I would have went to the wife and asked. And I would not have wanted you to go to the husband because the husband could have taken it out on the wife. And there has been times where we've had some other people that I've questioned and I've gone to the female and asked. You know, like, is everything okay? Like, there's ways 
that you ask or you can go around it. Hands down, I did not think this couple, like I, it was just a rumor. And hopefully by not taking it up with the friends of ours and just dispelling the rumor, hopefully we did the right thing. It's one of those things, it, there, it's a gray area. If we pushed it, it could have made it worse if it was an actual abuse. So mind your P's and Q's on things sometimes. Now here's one we were wanting to touch on that's you and I are going to debate back and forth. Should you tell anybody or a spouse if you find out someone has an STI? Now, I, actually, we're probably going to be in agreement on this one. Go ahead. What's our opinion? I'll make sure you have the same one as me. Go ahead. <laughs> when I was younger, I used to say, yes, you need to tell people. If someone, let's say, has herpes or gonorrhea or anything, you definitely need to tell them. But I have realized that if it is something that can be treated, and I'm talking like with an antibiotic or something that goes dormant. I don't feel like you should be telling everyone that they have an STI. That doesn't seem very good Samaritan of you. We might end up debating this one after all. Well, for me, I feel like I don't need to go out and tell the whole community if I knew someone had something. Because unfortunately, how do I know this? Did I catch it? Did someone I know catch it? Because that's hearsay, because I don't know for a fact that they got them from that person. Did I see them at the drugstore buying medicine for it? Is it story time? It's story time. You taking it or am I? You can. We've held on to this story for some time. When we were in Arkansas, there was a couple that was a friend of ours. I had no reason not to distrust them or not to trust them. They were at a pharmacy and another lifestyle couple was buying herpes medication. They said they will go to their grave with that as their story. The two apparently never played, so it wasn't like it was passed back and forth. But the one couple that didn't have it was telling other people, hey, watch out for these guys. They, because they have it. Because they have it. Now, one thing about maybe slut shaming is this was during the C4P era, and we would constantly see these people in unprotected sex with other people that we knew. So as far as slut shaming, we would see the circle of people they were playing with and be like, you're totally written off our list. One for no condoms, but two for the fact that these are supposedly carriers of herpes. So things got nasty between these couples and the one couple said, hey, it's a rumor. They're spreading nasty crap about us. Anyway, the non-carriers were military. This other couple went to the extent of contacting his captains saying, hey, he's in lifestyle. That's against military standards. At one point, there was a rumor they were going to throw a lighted brick through his window. One of the guys that was involved with this, involved with the couple that supposedly had herpes, called me on a Saturday while I was out working my shop. Anyway, I missed the call and called him back and said, hey, what's up? And he said, oh, I was just fixing a call and tell you what your friend did. And I said, okay, I can stop you right there because he's a friend of mine. You're an acquaintance. I'm going to back him. So unless you have something good to tell me, you know, it, it'd be best to keep your words to yourself. Long story short, it was just a big circle of rumors that went around. No one actually knows if they had anything or, or not. They would never admit to it. No. But what what do you do? Let's say that the one couple we trusted, they said, hey, watch out for these guys. And we're not doing anything facetious against them. We just saw them buying herpes medication. And then the others are saying, no, we don't. So then there's the he said, she said. And I think that's what all these come back to is, you know, mind your P's and Q's. Granted, our friends weren't there to doctor. Didn't catch it from them and weren't there at a doctor's visit, but based on the information they have. And then again, who should they share that with? Every time they see them talking to a couple, should they walk up and say, hey, I make sure to double bag it or something? What do you do there? I would just, for me, I would just, it goes back to, I would just say, make sure you play safe. That's I mean, because you do run the risk. Yeah, make good decisions. The one point I will say, hands down, I feel 100% 
you should tell someone if someone is carrying something that is not treatable. We've got kind of long-winded, so let's wrap up this last one. Now, going back to the original question, if you had information someone in the LS was completely dishonest, when and what circumstances is it ethical to divulge? Now, here's where it got interesting. One of the examples they said is if someone was actually bi or gay. That's dumb. (laughs) Yeah, that was my first thought when I read it, and everybody else that followed along behind me in the comments said, who the fuck are you to judge if someone is not divulging if they're bi or gay? Let's talk about us. We could have people saying that I'm bi, and I'm not bi. I do not identify as bi, but yet I am having a sexual relationship with a female, but what we're doing, I don't consider myself bi. Miss Wishy-Washy here. No, I'm just saying I don't identify as bi, so. Let's look at the other string of things. There was infidelity. Ah, that one's questionable. Promiscuous. and that's totally fucking out of the way. STIs. Yeah, maybe you should tell somebody. Uh, abuse. Yeah, you probably should tell somebody if you got good evidence. But somebody being bi, why the fuck are you going to do that? Why are you so worried about where someone else is putting their pee-pee? You should be using protection so it shouldn't matter anyways. I think that that's probably geared more towards the guys. Oh, totally. But it also goes back to that homophobia on everything. The fact that someone actually thought about that in regards to... The fact that somebody actually made the comparison between being bi or gay to being having STIs or abuse. That's not even... I don't even think that should be in the category. I really don't. How many issues have we seen in the metro area of somebody found out that somebody they played with was bi or had been with a guy. We, we've seen damn near murders over it down here. Yeah, people get crazy about it. And it's like, okay, you, you weren't worried about it when you are fucking his wife. He didn't try to fuck you. So what is the issue? I think that's stupid. I don't think that that should even be on the list. Well, luckily this was just an idiot on Facebook and it wasn't anything set in stone. But just the fact that they compared them to the others and acted like they were even similar was uh, mind-blowing. Yeah, I agree with that. So anything else you want to add to this tonight? I don't at the moment. I think we are running long, so we will probably cut her out there. Yes. Hopefully the next time you hear from us, we'll be having some talks about our cruise. I hope the damn thing isn't locked down. I'm so anxious to get out on the ocean, spend a few days in Miami, nude beach, South Beach, all that good shit. Yep. We've been going to Florida quite a bit. (laughs) We're almost uh, locals at this point. It's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. If they keep talking about cutting my territory, I'm going to see if Florida can be part of it. So anyway, what else? That's it. You have any final last words? Let's go Flamingle. Thank you for listening to the Swinging Flamingo podcast. You can find us on our website at www.swingingflamingos.com. You can also check out our community page on altplayground.net. And we are on all major podcast platforms, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd like Miss Flamingo's personal number, you can reach her at 944 Nope, 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 nope. I got a new one, but don't give it out. All right, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Okay, here's part of the problem. What? I forgot why I can't hear through the headphones. Because you don't have them plugged in. Bingo. <clears throat> Got a hot and cold one. You're stupid. That's mean. You're a baby. You can't drink the hot shit. Oh my God.
about forgot the opposite of brain freeze and had to thought with that. You had to chase. You have to chase it with. I have to hot, chase hot tea with lemonade. <laughs> what kind of weenie are you? A manly man. <laughs> I'm a manly man. Toughen up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>